1: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
2: Oh no! Yes. yes, I see our our yes. recording has gone the way of Ben
3: Simmons. Yes, bro, <laughs> we recorded like it did not show up. We were like twenty minutes into a NBA playoffs uh, section of this show, and then I look and I'm like, how come Rich's like audio dropped out? Look, go through it, start it back up. Still do mic test. He still doesn't show up. Look through the settings. This dumbass app that I have just defaulted to your settings working every single week on a Monday or a Sunday decided, nah, use a setting where it doesn't pick up Rich's audio at all. So we have to start over. We're going to speed Man. through. Uh, we're going to speed you through the playoffs to get to, to get to our point. We were talking about Ben Simmons is a joke, a fraud. He has progressively gotten worse in the playoffs. Every single playoffs he's been in since 2006, uh, sorry, 18. I'm sick of watching him uh, let down Embiid. Embiid has done everything in his power to become the basketball player that he is, where he was the best basketball player when he was healthy on the floor this year. And we're at a point where he, we have to make these successions to where Embiid, the best post-office uh, of threat we've seen since maybe motherfucking Shaq, has to face up and be 20 feet, away, 25 feet away from the basket at times to, to get space for Ben Simmons' non-offensive ass. I'm sorry, I've been over this rant before. It was a lot more um nice and concerning before. I don't have time for it because I'm pissed off that we lost this audio. So he's gonna have to fill it. And I, he ain't the worst person. he got, he got, or he's had to hear this from this week or whatever else. So it is what it is. Sorry, Ben Simmons, but I'm not sorry. I want you off this fucking team. I want you playing somewhere else away from Embiid, so Embiid can unleash his full potential away from your trifling ass if you want if you want if i if i'm too harsh i'm sorry shoot a basketball in a game when it counts send, send him to the shanghai sharks maybe, <laughs> look maybe if he goes to a euro league he would actually into a foreign league like a euro league he would actually get better think how many guys we've seen in, in, in the nba not make it uh, get drafted over else take the ass to europe play them grown-ass tough men learn how to play in a way to make it work for themselves to come back. Maybe he will get a jumper if he was out there playing uh, uh, some of our Serbian brothers.
2: Man. Um, yeah. Ben Simmons is doing shit. I haven't seen since like LeBron melted down in the 2011 finals and this may have been worse.
3: This was um, way worse. He was afraid. It- he, he never shot 30% from the foul line. He never passed no. up dunks
2: passing up dunks uh completely just cow- just absolute cowardice and like just you know I- I've been on this fuck Ben Simmons for about two years now and um uh, this-, this feels all really good you know to, to-, to see the world finally uh, arrive to the party. Um, Mine, my I, final I, don't, I don't think Ben Simmons you are not a point guard you need to you need to go ahead and, and put PF next to your um, uh, thing instead of PG because this isn't the way to win and I, I've seen people kill guys like Russell Westbrook for for quote-unquote sabotaging their team like um in, in ways that did like were never way anything offensive. like this this is way more offensive like this is ridiculous this is
3: way more offensive way more offensive like Russell Westbrook issue is he plays so goddamn hard and this, you can all say it's for Blake Griffin in his prime they play so goddamn hard that they have no gas and the way that manifests is they make mistakes in the games because that's how it manifests right to where like they can't make they don't make sound decisions or they turn the ball over by drop dribbling the ball with their foot or they can't make shots they have no legs that is something you can live with depending on uh what kind of team setup you has it just didn't work out for those two right like we talked about we were talking about the meltdown uh with doc rivers uh and we'll get to it in the passing as well but like that 2015 team, Blake was incredible in that playoffs. But you look at what happened at the end of, uh, for, of that 2015 series against the Rockets, where it's like, these games were close. He basically emptied the gun uh, in the first three and a half quarters. and had nothing left, and it was left on Chris's shoulders. And, like, that team was literally playing 4-on-5 on offense for all them years. Sometimes 3-on-5 until Blake finally got a, a, a jumper out to past 12 feet. But um with mb it's a I I want the or not mb i'm sorry when it's uh with simmons is i have the ball i these teams do not are not threatened by any action ran off me because i can't because i can't short roll because mb's on the other opposite block because and there's so there's a big there to mess all that stuff up and also he doesn't want to get fouled so therefore he's not really going to go in there for real like is is we're done like you said take PG off his name and put PF. How about this? Put DS there and make and he is dunk, dunker spot. Like he is, <laughs> he's basically, he's basically um, at this point, like, I don't know, DeAndre, or like Pete DeAndre Jordan except 6'10 with a handle. Like he's that offensively useless.
2: My God. Like, I, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, or what has happened to him over the years? He's just deconstructed to
3: That's levels the thing he's gotten worse progressively. Like, every playoffs, every play, every play, every postseason, he's gotten worse.
2: Yeah, man, it's um, it's stunning to 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 see something like this. And he was the exact opposite of um, you know, the other game seven we saw where we saw dudes playing with their hearts, emptying the gun, right, going after it, right. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons don't want none of it. Like, bro, he don't even want a dunk.
3: Like, bro, in that game five when they lost, uh, when they blew that, um, when they blew that game, when with, with like a twenty five point lead in the second half, right? Like, Embiid had thirty seven and thirteen. What?
2: On a torn meniscus.
3: Right. That's a, that's nothing about this. Then he missed game one, and then has played played two through seven on the Tominissus and is sensational for mo- for most of the series. Like, granted, like I think uh I think, you know, games game four, he he was really bad in the um in, in that fourth quarter, or whatever else. But it's like, hey man, like, this is a dude that has improved his his game and expanded his game every year he's been in the league when he's been upright and healthy. Meanwhile, Bill Simmons literally has not expanded a goddamn thing. Um this has been in the league. Like, this is, he's 24 years old. He was the first pick in what, 2016 draft? 15. No,
2: 16.
3: 2017, 2017 rookie, 18, 19, 22, 1. This is five years. We haven't improved in five years offensively.
2: You know who this sounds a lot like? And he, But this man was never afraid to shoot the ball. Sounds like Tyreek Evans.
3: <laughs> but, like, yes. But you didn't have to
2: tell Tyreek Evans to shoot.
3: Right. This thing is like just at a point to where it's like, bro, you six foot ten, you 240 pounds, you are the only person I have ever seen be able to literally wall off, stop, and control LeBron James moving at full speed. You are that kind of defensive talent and athlete, right? And, and that kind of body control and power with it. You you get a baseline turn spin where you lose the ball for a split second and you are you have a foot. On the on the uh, restricted line, and then you and and you pass the ball to tie ball, who's on the other side of the rim with his defender between the ball and him to get fouled. Dunk the fucking basketball! What's wrong with you?
2: Yeah, man. Um...
3: Like I heard his explanation is he's afraid Gallinari was going um you know basically after he got behind him was going to swipe from behind. And Gallinari ain't doing no shit like that. He's Taurus ACL in two thousand fifteen. Stop yeah, it!
2: I saw Gallinari and I was like, Gallinari's doing the league, right? Especially like, he's that, on that level now.
3: Especially after how bad he was in OKC last year and that uh, in that Rocket series, we couldn't side of a barn.
2: Yeah, um, like, I just I ha- I, 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 was happy for the- I was
3: really disgusted with Ben Simmons and like he's somebody that like I he's somebody that like I I have like defended and thought like you know he'll figure it out eventually, but, like, after that game six, I was like, nope, wash my hands of him, he's fucked, it's a wrap, and then game seven, like, oh, to be on that, for them to win game six, after blowing, that lead, to win game six in the road come back game seven, just to let the whole fans down, get to the point uh, at the end of that, and then for that, one, for that play to happen is like, this is the, a crystallizing moment for that city, that fan base to know, that is never fucking happening with that guy. Y'all need to move on. And the thing is, it's so is funny it that Philadelphia, a city that has booed, you know, people talk about how shitty uh, Philadelphia is and saying in passing it to be funny when it's about how they booed Santa. How about the times them, them fuck them, them fuck niggas booed uh, Michael Irvin after he had a got stretched off with a neck injury? These are terrible people. I'm sorry. For them, with the process, the way they were out here, baby and Markel fulls because he made free throws occasionally before they finally shipped his ass out of time, town. Just For them to the baby Ben Simmons truckerism. all them years uh, in, in a situation where he never got better offensively, you would see him and, pick up, uh, and he'd pick up open gyms with other NBA players like, when, uh, like famously, almost famously. Like that same Ben Simmons jump shot reel in that gym was that same day where you had um, – Devin Booker and Noah talking about getting double t- about double teaming um, Booker in open gym, right? That's a, that's like one of those famous open gyms on Twitter the last few years, right? For him to hit them shots there and, and be out here thinking that he's going and tease us like with that with the possibility that could happen in, in an organized b- basketball game. The fuck out of here! Boy. Get him out of here! I'm done. We're, I, I'm, we're, we're done. That's doctor footage. That's, yeah, that's doctor footage. Get him out of here get him out of here send him to another team make him a power make him a big and whatever else like for somebody to be that kind of defensive force to where he literally had uh trey young about the whole about the basically uh get clowned on twitter for a whole week for how much he stuck up that fucking game and then basically like nullify all the good work he did on defense by being completely just shook shooketh like nah we're done we're done Good luck for whatever team yeah, takes I, them I for 140, $140 million.
2: Sixers, it's a wrap. I hate everything the Sixers have stood for for the last half decade. The losing, the fucking dorks, the geeks, the spreadsheets, the 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 draft, uh, you know, jiggery and uh, all the Sam Hinkie shit. Even though he's gone, their fans identified and, and, and identified themselves and bought into that, all that bullshit. It's over. Rich. The Nito. Look, the Hawks did it have rebuilt themselves in half of that time while while the yeah. Sixers are doing that shit re- ruining these young guys careers and turn them into fucking losers like like New Noel and Jaleel Okafor and all the, and just all these fuck these dudes who have never lost coming to the franchise and, and they got their fans saying oh it's okay we just gonna lose and not be competitive where's your heart at like fuck all that shit like and, and forget, then like
3: forget that part yeah forget, forget that part right you want to rebuild and stink? Fine, do it like how OKC is doing. They made the playoffs last year. They have a they have half a million draft picks in the next decade. Boy, there were there were ways everybody understood. Like that's the thing where they got annoying on Twitter when people were like, "You're just not smart enough to understand." No, we all understand. We just think there are ways. That, there there are exit ways between we're going to flat out tank for half a decade. <laughs> or, or close to half a decade, and be,
2: literally be anti-competitive,
3: right? Like, like to, to to try to to try to serve your fans trash. Like, like you can't, like you can absolutely go be a place where like we have some young guys, and we will turn them over, and we'll have like one veteran star, and we'll stink for a couple years while we get all this draft capital up and start, you know, moving up drafts, getting the next disgruntled, disgruntled star, whatever else. That's what OKC is doing. No one's complaining about OKC. They made the playoffs last year while tanking you could have done this like there are ways to go there are ways to help Miami Heat they never tanked they made the finals last year there are always ways to do this besides just saying we're going to tank it out or whatever else and the thing about taking it out is hey bro what are the odds you're going to actually draft every the right people every single time? They didn't even do that even a third of the time. They got Embiid and he was bad and he had the bad back, so he it, fell he, to them at like what three, three, four, a, a three, I think. I think you went three or four, three or four. Okay. You're right, three or four. You're right, right. He falls to them because if his back is healthy, he goes number one. Sorry, uh, uh, I'm sorry, sorry Jabari, sorry uh, Andrew, you're not going first if he's healthy. Like, that was the secret thing about him. is like, he had his bad back or whatever else. But whatever. We'll go, we'll go past that, right? All you have to do is draft Mark... All you have to do is with the first pick, draft Jason Tatum instead of... Slot, instead of... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all you have to do is stay at the third with the third pick and and draft a Jason Tatum. All you have to do. All you have to do. You The way that age fleeced them... Bro, if, if Tatum is there... They've won a title by now. <laughs> if Tatum is there, they, they they would have won a title by now, right? If Jimmy Butler doesn't leave, they probably have won a title by now.
2: Look, Jim. Look, Jimmy Butler knew. Look, I bet. I bet if we got a Jimmy Butler off the record uh, interview right now, he'll tell you about Ben Simmons. They
3: didn't want to pay him. Yeah. You don't How'd that wanna, work out? You don't want to pay Jimmy Butler after he had a 40-point triple-double in Game 6 of the NBA Finals, one of the greatest games in the last decade. You did not want to pay that guy. But you, what you will do is max out Ben Simmons and pay him $150 million for the next five years or whatever else. When, he, when he's afraid to get... Well, he's, Look, we have seen people be afraid to be fouled. We have never seen people be afraid to to literally hold the ball and breathe below the free throw line like him. Like we've seen Blake Griffin in playoff games be afraid to be fouled, right? Yeah, you can say that. Especially early on, especially like the 2012, 2013 uh, years, like when you know when Dell Negro was still running around or whatever else, right? Hell, he, Shaq didn't want to get fouled. Shaq didn't want to get fouled. Rhino didn't want to get fouled in playoff games. They weren't afraid to be on the court and dribble the ball. <laughs> so this is yeah, like, yeah. this is now like our second segment, and we have and now we have basically. I spent think 40 this minutes. one was
2: actually better. It is.
3: It is I, I I was just like furious. But all right, so I'm not even gonna go with the Doc, the Doc Rivers thing. We talked about that. Uh, whatever else, he's had disaster. He's had a disaster in playoffs. This every is just the latest one. The title. This is it's the newest one. And this one, he went back to back with him. Back to back, boy. So, um, yeah, as far as moving on to, uh, the, uh, the but, uh, oh, Finals, shot.
2: that's up to the Hawks for, for, for getting it done.
3: Yeah. So you think this series, I was just, I was basically dismissive saying like, Hey man, I think the bus going to smoke the Hawks. You think it's going to be competitive. Um, we don't see, it, bro. Like, I, I just don't think they. I don't think they match up well with them, especially, especially as far as size and like they have nobody, nobody that can, um, that can stop. Be honest, not a soul. I just, I, I just. Well,
2: I, I don't think the the Hawks is gonna be and trying he to, play and he to stop. A, and he ain't afraid.
3: He ain't afraid to breathe while like holding the basketball.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah, like I, I just feel like the Hawks have like um they've really introduced themselves. I think yes. This to this new like national kind of spotlight, you know, you look look at the teams that are left, and it's like a lot of new faces.
3: Collins is cool, um, Trey's cool, um, Herder, Herder got this for the rest of his life, he got that. Oh, yeah, he's good good in the A forever, yeah, he got it for the rest of his life. Um, so you, and and I think that. the,
2: the the cool thing about them is like they haven't had home court advantage. They knocked the one seed off, so it's like they'll go into your building and play you and yep. maybe beat you. So yep. like, you know, I, I I don't think it's just the, this walkover um for the Bucks, but the Bucks uh very happy that they made it this far. I you know in some ways I I can't be be sad that the Nets lost because I some of the stuff that I thought the Nets was doing like the way all these players tanked and like tried to get to that roster like blake griffin james harden showing up out of shape and well, and forcing okay. his way to, to the thing i didn't like it like and, right. and i thought it was just i thought I, I thought it was uh when when i hear about people cheating the game like that's <laughs> what cheating the game feels like like you don't like <laughs> no nah, it's, it's it's anti-competitive it's it's all that it's just like they just thought all this shit was was that easy and maybe it is but like this is what's waiting for you on the other side when you come in heavy and, and all that. All of a sudden, you got to play yourself back into shape, and then them hamstrings don't fire up. Then you're doing all this load management or whatever, all these taking these games off, sitting out and everything, and then you waiting to, to fire up, and then oh, you it just ain't there. You you land the wrong way, and some of that stuff is maybe you can't really control it, but it all kind of looks funny when you add it all back up. Steve Nash, uh, you know. <laughs> Or just roll the ball out. Oh, you think it's that easy, huh? I Man.
3: mean <laughs> it kinda was. <laughs> like, we're we're talking look. about like two inches on some big ass feet. And it's funny. Like, I didn't realize how big Kevin Rand's feet were, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, but whatever. Like what I will say about that is like, look, I the harder thing, he clearly taped. I I don't I don't really care, like, if these if this guy doesn't want to play there anymore. You don't want to play it anymore. Like, make the trade, like, bro. They could have had. Word was Philly could have had Harden for for Ben Simmons. Can you fuck boy? Like, God damn it! Like, if, Harden, if James Harden just if they could just if they could just get James Harden uh for for, for Ben Simmons, you pair that with Embiid and uh Seth Curry, you might have a title right there. Whatever. Um, but I think the thing is like. I don't, the blank thing is different. Like, I, I at least I feel that it's different. It's like he was on this team, he's in fucking Siberia, he never wanted to be traded there, he got screwed over for being there anyway. He tried hard, he had injuries or whatever else. I watched him with my own two eyes early at the beginning of the season, and like, he looked more done than Westbrook did at the beginning of the season. I thought he so I was like the fact that he was able to contribute anything in the playoffs is shocking to me. Now people are saying that he's sandbagging and this and the third. Of course, that
2: man didn't dunk for two years.
3: Bro, he has so many surgeries on his on his lower half that is like I think he just got healthy. Especially think about Blake Griffin, what we know, what we've seen of Blake Griffin over the years. Like, I don't I've never considered that dude to be a tanker. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but it's like I've seen how hard that dude played in his prime. I saw how hard that dude was out there playing in fucking Detroit of all places when he was healthy, and then like he had just came back
2: look, when it's time. Look, when it's time for you to try to get off a team, you know <laughs> shit shit get real different. You know, um,
3: so yeah. so what? So so DeAndre called him and said, "Hey, bro, how about you? Uh, you, you slide yeah, start through, start laying this it way? down, okay. yeah."
2: You know, the calls were made. Uh, the rock, the Rock Nation had picked up the, <laughs> the phone. You know, you know, and say, "Hey, we we know we're gonna try to get you because we can't let you go to the Clutch Sports." So, you know, and
3: um, I think I think we on, the, on think, the flip side, I think we'd be remiss if we don't talk about Durant. Yeah, man. Um, um I think that. This last week was <laughs> the best week of basketball
2: world. <laughs> I
3: think this last week was the last was the best week of basketball he played. He's ever played. I don't think I've ever seen him better. Um, this
2: man, off the off the Achilles, this man has defeated an Achilles injury. What? That's the craziest thing about it. Um, yeah, like, sucks. It, it sucks for him. You know, they it, it, it tried to you know they tried to run a scheme for, for for the championship, but like you saw, like when that man was back against the wall, like that man's heart is huge, and like he he was just a fucking god on the court. Like and, that's, and
3: that's the thing that was like when people got so upset with him um, go, joining the 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 Warriors. Like I understood it. I just don't care. But I understood it. It's like we all kind of know how fucking all time great you are, guy. Like it kind of sinks that you're also on the same team with someone that's also like another fucking alien. Um, like I get it. It didn't bother me. It's like whatever. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be the best bass team I've ever seen. So like I don't care. Uh, but I get how people had felt that way. But like the way people have discounted and discredited him as far as his worth as a basketball player these last few years, because he was on that team. Like I thought that like people would have let it go after he, you know, came back for game, uh, game six and tore his Achilles. And no, then, that then, man stopped
2: LeBron from winning rings. And then He's he, going to have to
3: carry that forever. And then <laughs> he won another. And then he, you know, and then he goes to another team that's a, that turns to a super team and they get mad at him again. And it's like, bro, like I don't, think y'all understand what you you kind of see here like i don't think we've ever had eight basketball talents ever in ever in this sport as good as kevin durant i don't think we have he is that special and like this week this past week was a glimpse of the stuff we thought that we could have seen like the last half decade but like we saw in in a in a less potent dose at times but like this was this was always within him this is this is what we saw within him, like back in t- from what 2011. So, um...
2: Yeah. in this series, like it felt like it was real competition. Like there were, it, it was teams that this it was, was his that, that came up. It, it was like a team that has come up and and did it like the right way, like mm-hmm. with the Bucks and all that. And then you got your your super team with the Nets, and then the Nets just start one by one kind of falling off, and Durant yeah. evens it out, and, it, and it's like man, like, I, I feel like the real competition, like, has has been missing in the playoffs, like, outside the finals pretty much this whole last decade. So, like, this felt really good to watch.
3: Yeah. And, like, I just thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. And, like, <laughs> to see, like, him and P.J. Tucker. And, like, that's the crazy thing about it is, like, P.J. Tucker and Chris Middleton are, like, if not for them, granted he scored damn near fifty twice. So like I understand it's like, well, they scored fifty on them. Do you watch the fucking game? They are doing they are exhausting that dude to get them buckets. And he's still just getting cause he's incredible. He's one he's maybe the greatest shot maker we've ever seen. So it's like, if not for Middleton and Tucker wearing him out the way they did throughout the, that the game seven in those forty-eight minutes, like Durant probably goes nuts in overtime and wins. He exhausted him to where he had nothing left in the, in overtime, and I don't think that should be a shame. Or if if you're someone that's saying that he didn't he didn't score any points in overtime down of the door and makes him, or make some you're a fucking out. moron. Look, you're a moron. He went
2: out firing. It, it wasn't like he didn't take a shot. It wasn't like you was know, he ran le- from it. There was it nothing
3: left he had. There was nothing it, left he look, had.
2: It wasn't like he choked. Right. Like even though he like airballed the shot at the end, I, I could really care less. Right, like at that point, right. like that was and, that was
3: you're not supposed to make that shot, no way. Yeah,
2: and, and he made it just like five minutes earlier. Right. Like,
3: <laughs> right, like um one one thing I'll say about this series that I drew like this that game seven reminded me so much of like some of those like long main event championship matches we've seen over the uh, over the years in Japan. Whereas like, you know, the ones I love, like, look how look how desperate and exhausted these people are just trying to not lose. The, the will to win is so high. I love it. And to see, like, Yon's like he's about to fucking drop. Chris Middleton, like, Jesus playing Christ. Man, for respect. Chris Middleton is out there. I think he played like 50-something minutes of that game. Has after PJ Tucker fouls out. He he, he he he's the one that has to guard. Durant, he's making buckets in overtime. Um, Giannis is out here fighting his ass off, like posting up, posting up at the end of, in crunch time, of fourth quarter of overtime on the left block, which is like we we know how hard that is to do, and he's still making some ha- making shit happen, like. Drew Holiday, after stinking for most of the game, making those three straight bats in the crunch time. Harden's out there on one fucking leg, playing like fifty one or fifty two minutes. Actually, I think he only missed like thirty seconds of the game. Like all them dudes playing their hearts out, and then like to see Ben Simmons on this on the on the other side of the bracket with that bullshit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But um, but yeah, man. You like know what I just noticed,
2: it's, it's a lot of mama mentality dudes left. Right. You no know, book. Yep. Giannis. Yep. Trey Young. Yep. <laughs> That's, uh, I can't think of no Clipper like you know. <laughs> oh, like, don't
3: do that. It would be Kawhi. You know, I, don't do that. It would definitely be Kawhi. You know that he just—he's not in the series oh, anymore. Do you think he tore his ACL?
2: That's what they said, but they, I don't well, know. That man always—he always broke up. Well, so, uh, they,
3: this is what they say. There's an ACL injury, but no one will confirm or deny whether or not it's an ACL.
2: Okay, if they lose the series, they'll confirm it
3: no but i mean like it's a ligament so you can't sprain your acl it's just normally whenever someone has a kind of has a acl injury almost it feels like nine times out of ten it's like nah that shit just ripped this shit's actually just torn um mm-hmm. but yeah it's just yeah man like i think that the uh i think it, i don't think it's coming back i don't i don't um like when he didn't travel travel. to when he didn't travel, I was like, mm. like that's not no, that's he, not like
2: keep man at home.
3: That's not like it's some long trip either. Like that is like, I mean, from hell. Think about it. Like uh, Chris Paul still owns his uh, his L.A. house. He still lives in L.A. He didn't move. Like he flies out every single time from Phoenix back back and forth. Like that is so for him to be like, nah, I'm making that trip. Is like uh, that's kind of ominous. Um, but but yeah, man, like. Devin Booker was sensational in Game One against the uh, against the Clippers. Uh, Paul George was also great in uh, the first three quarters of that game. I think he ran out of gas um, from having to carry, which is like this weird thing. where Was like, what is it with these? What is it with like somebody being a great player? Which Paul George has always has been a great player, but once you make them not the guy and like mentally they know they're not the guy. Like when, when he's playing with Russell or he's playing or Westbrook, he's playing with Kawhi That makes you like, I know it's to try to, you know, make it, make the team be better. But it's like, bro, if y'all both gunning, (laughs) if y'all both gunning, y'all gonna be better. Like, it's like the only time I've seen it really work really where it's like someone actually legitimately takes a back seat and it works out as like way, but like that was forced upon him because like his athleticism and his knees just clearly was just went on him after two thousand eleven. Like he had to make that concession. That concession was made for him by by God. It was it wasn't like it wasn't like he was like you know what, I was, I can still do this. It's like nah bro. Like I'm kind of I kind of need to take a back seat. Like Steph like when Kobe like Kobe never, Kobe didn't take no back seat. Obviously he was younger and, and full of piss and vinegar and a mean son bitch, a bitch.
2: But I think I think Steph took a back seat.
3: You could I, on the court I, at I least. feel like okay. I feel like it's almost mentally he did, but like as far as like him always having the ball, he had the ball more than Durant did. I, I I think I think ultimately like you might be right, but I think the thing is like those two those I'm sorry I said those two those four were so fucking I'm sorry those fuck I'm sorry <laughs> like like between their their team with the amount of talent offensively and skill they had was so above everything else it was like maybe he did it didn't matter it's still just one so um i i you know you I'm trying to think you know what i'm going to say yeah because like Durant was the one that mostly did most of the bailing out for them um in their hardest series against the rocks before before for, uh Chris Torres hamstring so I'll, I'll, so so, given like when actually like shit actually hit the fan, it, it really was Durant. So so yeah, i yeah you're right. You're, now I'm thinking about it more. You're right. I never really thought of it that way because I'm like who who was who was really the alpha for that one is like they both alphas. Y'all getting y'all getting swept. This shit don't matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah um, yeah, I just I, I I'm just really excited for the series uh, for the Bucks. I'm really and I I think. What would you be your finals picks? My my right now would be Suns and uh and Bucks.
2: I think I'm right there with you. Suns okay. and Bucks. I can't I can't ever pick the Clippers or anything. <laughs> it would just go against everything quite frankly. So, I feel like the Bucks should be the favorites. I think they're the only team left that uh has been hardened through losses and it feels mm-hmm. like the old way like they're breaking through each step to get a little bit closer and then they finally get there. Uh, it feels like it's like kind of written like that, and uh, a lot of new faces uh, in these playoffs, which is a good thing. Yeah, um, like, and dude, because because I'll, I'll like next this. year, like the, the Lakers are going to come back, and then mm-hmm. they're going to have to play some of these dudes that are you know, come back tested. Too. Yeah, uh, gonna back the too. Nets are the Nets are going to come back. The Warriors are going to come back, yep. and then you know it, it, this is what we call creating new stars, baby.
3: <laughs> so I was thinking about this. Uh, th- just earlier today. How pissed does Devin Booker have to be that like he he very much is on that same thing with Kyrie was like, Great, great watch, great stats, bad team, start out your career. Are you a point guard? Are you not a point guard? Are you just a guard? Blah 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 size, da da da. Makes people decide that you are this set of that, right? And then it happened earlier and then kind of the same situation. Like, obviously, it's a bigger deal. LeBron ends up in Cleveland, but like Chris Paul ends up in Phoenix and the team is now very good. Like, Devin Booker has to, like, I think he signed a Nike. He has to have his own shoe in like the next two years, right? Yes. Like, them shit's gonna sell like hotcakes. Like, his like, game is. Y- you know what? Remember, he remember might even ago, get something like, more
2: unique going for himself with the car thing. Like, you know, he's doing these things, pulling up all these old schools. <laughs> oh, you mean like, either, whatever. Oh, he might oh, get a mean, commercial. Oh, you mean or being from
3: Oh, you mean acting like a person like, like a like a, like a young man from Mississippi from a lot of money? You mean acting yes. like himself? Yeah. Like yes. well, I remember um seeing him pull up the staples and he had an all black Grand National. I was like, huh. I was like, oh yeah, he's from Mississippi. Yeah, that that'll happen. That happens. Um But yeah, I just uh I remember watching him early in his career years ago, and I was thinking to myself like, you will see the numbers. You know, the seventy point game is when people will point to, but it's like you'll watch him and it's like, dude, he's special. But like, he's on this t- on this bad team, and you were talking about how teams build. You know, you kill the process before, and you're like, this is team that built the right way, like. Yep. This is a team that got Booker, then got Aiden, in that draft is now like, you know, Aiden went first, and, you know, that's that's in front of Luca and, and Trey, but it's like, Aiden has now developed so much where it's like, you just shrug. Like, oh, oh you know, like, people will still clown, like, the, the trey Luca thing, but it's like, they traded out, and they still got, and both these, all three of these dudes going to be all-stars. Like, we're, it's not like you draft the darker or some shit, right? <laughs> um, but... I, I just think that is really cool that like this team built this way. Booker was the first person there, like he was miscast, and he had to play point guard because of his size. And he was really a score a, a score first person with that range, with that handle, with that mid range game, and then he gets Chris Paul. Aiden develops, in comes Crowder, Bridges gets better, Etuan Moore comes in, and like. This team just fits so well together. Uh, Cam Cam Johnson off the bench, like, this team fits well together. They're smart. And, like, I feel, I feel like, you know, d- depending on Chris's health, you know, going forward because he's 36 and he's 5'11", like, this team can make – this team can be a, a, a contender for the next two two years or so, maybe three years. Like, depending on how this all runs. Like, I, I think that he's that special of a talent, I always thought it was like – I understand we talk about people would have numbers on these shitty teams, or whatever. But like, he looks like somebody. If he was, that, that that if he was in the playoffs, he was never gonna be scared. And like, he's been better than I thought he was gonna be in the playoffs. So I'm I'm super happy for dude. And like, they better get them shoes ready for that dude. That dude. <laughs> that hey, dude can make a lot, lot of money for whoever like, uh, for Nike. He really could.
2: You know, hey, you know, it is real easy to do well for yourself as a star shooting guard, and people like you. You know, cause I don't think people ever, ever really like James Harden like that. So like there's a there's money to be made. There's no foul like, hunting.
3: <laughs> there's no foul hunting. Like the game, like it's a more aesthetically pleasing game. It just it just is. Like there's a like is James Harden I'm sorry, is Kyrie Irving better than James Harden? No. But Kyrie Irving plays it plays a style that is easier to watch and more fun to emulate. It just is. Like I think that James Harden has a as big a bag as pretty much anyone ever in NBA history. But, like, the foul hunting is something that just depletes so many people and disgusts people. So, it's like, I, I get it. I get it if you don't want to wear no James Harden's. And also, like, Adidas ain't really made that many good uh, basketball shoes as, like, the D. Roses, in my opinion. But, like, whatever.
2: I, I wouldn't even know what to do with somebody if they showed up in the James Harden shoes. I'd be like, hmm, so what do you play like? <laughs> like, so I can't spell no help on the defensive end? Oh, okay. Oh, Gotcha. Got wow. you. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, you you gonna stand over there while while the rest of us on offense and you ain't shooting this time? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, like if you
3: if you were in, if you are looking through the Adidas catalog, you got to be out here looking for to get the dames before you get the the Hardens, right? Of course, yeah, yeah.
2: Or the you know or the moon boots, you know <laughs> the
3: old Kobe's. Oh my god, you know, the moon boots. They did. I'm co- so Kobe should backs. have Kobe should have left earlier. He should have left the Adidas earlier. <laughs> Buy out the contract. Oh, I, mean, man. I,
2: messed, I think it was a seven-year deal with them uh, I, don't, I don't quite remember but um adidas, yeah, adidas uh, out here
3: uh, making all the mistakes in the early 2000s they were like hey uh this lebron thing we don't think it's gonna work uh we we ain't gonna give you the we ain't gonna give you no 80 million dollars or whatever 70 million dollars whatever it was and then nike's like oh word here's this 90 <laughs> the rest is history
1: Ninety-one percent of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All
3: right, I guess I guess we're done. I guess it's not a time to talk about wrestling or just wrestling podcast. Um, sure. WWE Hell in the Cell in uh, June this year. <laughs> oh man, this was this show is a perfect encapsulation, in my opinion, of what we talk about. Seemingly like. Every quarter with WWE, these wrestlers, God bless them, they try so hard, they wrestle so hard, and then it's time for the executive producer, uh, the the show writer, to tell them to do stupid stuff that is off-putting to the fan base, and makes everybody's effort feel like it was a waste of time um, at times. like That Charlotte and Rhea match was very good, and then that finish was stupid. Uh, the main event hell and cell match was very good and then it was a, such a deflating sheep finished in a six in a six month feud that was, was and it was like infuriating the only thing that that truly was bad on this on this card as far as the wrestling in the ring uh, was the was the uh, <laughs> uh, Shayna and Alexa match but like you knew that before going in that was gonna stink so uh, you know whatever uh hip, hypnotism I, I, whatever what are your general thoughts on the show rich um i watched the first four matches uh, and then
2: you know i had kind of heard about the uh, the other two matches and i was like you know what fuck it i'm not subjecting myself to it <laughs> i'm not going to watch this terrible dq that just like makes no fucking sense and they can't figure out who the the good and the bad guy is in this feud and apparently the good guy is supposed to be re ripley um Whatever. Um, <laughs> then the you know to hear they're doing distraction roll up finishes in the Hell in a Cell. I was like, I'm not gonna do it. No, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, they, then they have the fucking voodoo with 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 uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, she's forcing Nia Jax to slap the Reginald dude. I mean Reginald normally in, in a way anyway. I- so.
3: She was doing the arm starts and all, all arm star you saw it. I said arm stomps. The arm stomps you watched it so it's like she is basically like working her over and beating her up and then she's like selling it and no selling and then shana's like oh you know so that all right how about i break up you the next uh joint you have like she just kept going through, she kept going like i will go piece by piece on your arm until i eventually get you to sell and i and i can win and then eventually she what was she what happened she was undone by the by the show writing by the script, like, I'm sorry. I feel bad for Shader too. I feel bad for Shader too.
2: It, it seemed like it was the story of this fucking storyline sucks. These wrestlers uh looks like they, they tried to save it yep. and then the finish came. Yep. And then it was bullshit. So it was like the <laughs> the, the, the video package would, would be fucking confusing and weird. The work is okay to so whatever. And then the endings just like, oh. So uh we, we can go through it. I guess we can go. uh, Can we start with the with the good part?
3: (laughs) The first hour. The first hour was very good. Yeah. Yeah. The first two matches. uh, The first match is the SmackDown Women's Title Hell in a Cell match between Bianca Belair and Bayley. Um, It got a little silly at the beginning, but they kept once they once you once you got the story for me, or at least for me, like once they were doing some silly stuff, and then like they got to the story of they keep messing with. you know, start doing the, oh, sorry, the, the HBT, the hair based tactics with, 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 uh, with the B- Bianca and, and Bailey and hair control and then tying up the hair into things. And then thwarting Bailey, uh, as she's trying to, you know, uh, get advantage of the fact that she tied her hair up. And then by the end, um, you get, you get braid control and then like, she's wearing her ass out. Um, I thought the spot, I thought the, the ending was a little too cute. Whereas, you know, she teases like she's about to do the K.O.D. to uh, Bailey on the ladder. Um, she, you know, Bailey ducks or Bailey rolls, and then Bianca anticipates that she lands. She basically rolls off, uh, rolls through to her feet, and then hits a, I think a, a flip senton onto Bailey, who's on the, who's still on the the uh, the, the ladder, and then K.O.D.s her on the ladder. I thought they could have just did the KLD right there or just ended on the 450 splash on the ladder, and that, that could have been fine. But, I mean, that's kind of nitpicky. I thought that, generally speaking, it was a good match. It was a very good match, a, a damn good match. I think it gave it, the. Uh, I think I may have given three and three quarters of four. I don't remember. I have to look. I have to look. Yeah, I thought it
2: was more smart than spectacular. Yes. Um, this was definitely different from
3: was- um, her match against uh, Sasha last year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's another good win for for Bianca, who's mm-hmm. like if you like the the Bianca Rhea race is just fascinating. Like seeing is how Bianca's pretty much got Sasha and Bailey to work with, and they gave Rhea Oscar and Charlotte to work with, and it's like we're getting dramatically different results. I feel like um,
3: well, and, one I, I feel like a lot of it is one they know what to do with one, the other one they have no clue. Like they don't know if they want to make her a or <laughs> face, and with and with Bianca it was like. She's a face. She just is. Like she'll be a heel eventually, but she's a face, oh, and she's yeah. gonna move or make her the top face of the women's division. And like knowing what the fuck you want to do kind of helps.
2: Yeah, um, I was a little flabbergasted by by the um, uh, the video package and the storyline going into it. It's lame. It, was, it, it's it lame. was just weird. It was lame. Um, but I, I think they wrestled about as good as they could to get around that Bianca Belair kind of gave me a uh, vibe if she keeps doing more of these Hell in a Cell matches maybe she could be like the undertaker of women's Hell in a Cell matches just because she's like strong and tall and can throw people around and shit like that I I think that may be a a good way to go with her but it's so funny because she like be smiling but be whooping ass and shit so it's funny
3: (laughs) I'm gonna edit this off before the Sasha fans come for you so just let you know Mm, mm. Like, well, you know, just just, she, just physically, you know. So like, no, okay, you, so you, how you about you, this? You, you so, somebody has to be the Undertaker of Hell in a Cell, and someone has to be the Triple H Undertaker. Meaning, like, they both the two people that did the shit the most. Like, if you want to say that one of the, without deciding which is which, you want to say like the two most prolific Hell in the Cellers, sure. But don't come yeah. out here saying that. Like, don't come out here saying that Sasha ain't, ain't the one for Hell in a Cell. They'll come yeah, for you. If
2: it's- if, if it's anybody that that has been a stacia bank stand on this show, it's been me. So I know. I'm just trying. Um, I'm, just, I'm
3: just. I'm just trying to make sure they they will you catch know, you lacking. That's
2: all. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure they will. You know, try to come and take it out of contest. But check the archive, hoes. So <laughs> um, you know, um, <laughs> um, yeah, man. So Bianca, another another um, you know. Uh, victory gets the job done. You wonder what's next for her. Uh, she kind of cut a promo that alluded maybe Bailey is still next. I don't know why or how. uh seeing as how Bailey got this title by simple the title shot by simply laughing after she had already lost it as woman. So who knows? Um, hopefully there's like, you know maybe like can, can we just get a placeholder opponent or something like i don't know
3: but how about um, we get a build that how about we bed. get a build that doesn't seem to just be like infantile for 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 bianca like the sasha one was you're a rookie and this one is oh these uh, are
2: these, these are all very um grade 1 by the book first time champion style things there's nothing that's like grabbing you by the throat with what, what bianca's doing
3: like my thing is like I don't know if you necessarily should show these video packages because it makes it... It makes her look less cool. Well, like, if... Like, this, she, was opener, right? I, she was in the opener, right? She was in the opener, right? Just bring her yeah. out, have the match, and let the match go on because nothing really tied back to that video package you showed. Obviously, you know, it's a time... It's a time fill, but, like, it, if it makes... If it makes the person you want to get over less cool, don't show it. Just run the match and let the match impress the fans. Because the match on its on its own was impressive enough to be like, yeah, Bailey or sorry, uh, Bianca and Bailey are both that deal.
2: Yeah. So um yeah. We can go to the next match. Um, Seth Rollins and Cesaro. I thought this was fine, but you know, I've I've my rule is I've seen a million Seth Rollins versus Cesaro matches and I just don't care about about them. Uh Another goofy video package uh, between <laughs> Seth Rollins and Bailey. I don't know who's more annoying.
3: It's um, like they're running the same gimmick, except like ones, ones, for the women's division and ones for the men's division. Yes. Uh, do you see the part like during the during the video package where like they're together doing the during uh, Bailey's thing and they both sounds doing like the, the laughing? From hell. It's like yo, it's just like that is that sounds like the segment from hell, like. Yeah. Like between between Bailey allegedly being the person that that with the promos that carry the industry and and Seth with the drip game is like yo these two characters like they're living off their rep like they got fans based off the work they're living like they are living off the work they used to do not the rep not what they are doing right now and, and only I'm only talking about like on the mic in the ring they're still both going. To, uh, to a certain degree. Well, obviously, Seth ain't been what he's been, in, you know, or compared to 2018. But, like, this this is a quality match. Um, I thought that this is underrated on the goofy finishes uh, aspect of the show. Not the fact that who won or who lost. But, like, for Cesaro to get to the end of this match by uh, doing the spin, slapping on the sharpshooter, Seth goes to the rope, or gets to the ropes, fights to the ropes, Cesaro says, no, you don't. Crossface. Another reach. Roll all the way back to the middle of the ring. Set back up for the crop for the uh sharpshooter in the middle of the ring. Seth goes to reach with the right hand. Cesaro then trap grabs the right hand and then starts stomping it to the mat, to the canvas, the right arm. And then for like from that, from literally that, for he's stomping on his arm two, three times. Seth is screaming bloody murder and grabbing his shoulder like it's coming out the socket to Seth grabs the back of his head with the left arm and then hooks the, into a inside cradle and then hooks the leg with the with the bad right arm and is with the right arm able to hold him down for three seconds. I was like, wait, why did he just stop on his arm if he if he's strong enough to still hold him down? Then what the fuck? That's well, weird. That's like a, I thought that was goofy.
2: This loss or that pinfall was a uh, way to send Cesaro out of the singles division. So, James, I'm going to ask, who's Cesaro's next tag team partner?
3: Biggie, maybe. <laughs> um, but my thing is this: if you want to, if you want Seth Rollins to be Cesaro, curb stomp him. Fine. If you if you want to beat him, with a, if you want to continue the feud for TV with that finish, fine. Don't stop his arm. What do we do what why? He has a how do you hold how do you hold a grown man down after you just uh with, with one arm after you just beat him beat that arm up? I thought I thought y'all said that y'all have psychology and tell stories. Listen. This That's is a poor a one.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm I don't know. I it's hard for me to care. Like, I, I feel like Cesaro has been like, they, they gave him that little push to heat him up to have the title match. Now they're sending him back right down the way he came up through hey, Seth Rollins.
3: I, so. understand, <laughs> I understand, you know, uh, the, uh, J- I understand the Jadiness, but like, that is good booking. Like, you want someone to get a title shot, you build them to get a title shot, and then you, and then if you're not making them a champion, you beat them, and then you move them back down from where they were. Like, that's, most people, most posi- most. Uh, I almost said possessions. Most uh uh promotions do that for for, for to oh, make a challenge. No,
2: I'm I, I'm saying that because these people thought Cesaro was about to be a main event Oh well,
3: those are those <laughs> people that are you know those are people that are that are uh what's the word, Sycophants, you know, apologists. No man. Yeah, man. I, I have too many I have too many war wound war wounds I've seen for, this for, to believe that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this movie before. And it's on a cold day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Ends with a cold day, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, Alyssa the Bliss, Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. My God, I don't even know what I saw in this. Um, I saw hypnosis. I saw voodoo. Um, I watched a video package, and I was utterly baffled. Like, I saw her earlier in the show in a pre-tape. Alexa's on a swing, and I'm like what i like this is my first time actually seeing the gimmick like in like you know really watching the show Uh, not seeing clips of it on twitter or whatever this is just like the the presentation how they want you to see it or whatever right and i'm just Mm -hmm. like so she's not a child that's what y'all are like saying like no this is a child
3: no she's a child and because she's dressed as a child a, a, a number of scumbags are, are, th- are throwing views at this because they got, because they're pedos uh, on the low. And, like, this is problematic. It's hella problematic. And, like, Look, we've been pointing and- that out since, and everyone's been pointing out since day one, but people don't want to listen to it because, like, they just want to be creeps.
2: They'd be like, so we're the ones that are the, the issue, not the WWE for, like, putting this out, not the, the actual, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I, it all looks fucked up. Let's just say that.
3: Like, like if the whole she, thing is like, if you put, if you wrote out that storyline in a vacuum, it's like, okay, so we're going to put on an adult woman who is small. Um, and like for years have had like the, mel- a lot of the male's in the fan base like gawk at her because of how, because of her, how petite she is. Um, then dress her up as a girl and then like, The YouTube numbers run, it's like, I'm kind of disgusted with the fan base, to be honest with you. Like, the the company's already made that concession. So it's like, and I, did you expect them to do better? (laughs) Like, they do shows in Saudi Arabia. But, like, come on, like, this is awful. And, like, anyone trying to defend it is like, yo, bro, like, y'all, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I don't rock with you. (laughs) I just, I I don't. I I don't. (laughs)
1: Like, if you if if,
3: I, if you were listening to the show and you were on and you are on this Alexa Bliss as a child vibe, hey bro, kindly like press stop or pause on the, on the on the uh, on your device and delete this podcast and like unsubscribe because I don't want you to support us. Like, no disrespect. If you, you if, go you, you go on that side this
2: Alexa Bliss stuff, I feel like we need to make sure there's not a blue dot on your home. <laughs> you know. Oh my god! I, I need to I need to check and see if you know. Make sure there's no registry uh, involved with your name, you know. Um, so, um, this was trash. Um, just the lowest of the low. Is
3: the fiend gonna win? Yeah. Like, uh, is, is the fiend gonna win back to back for for 2021 on our? Um, who? I'm sorry. Uh, put, him in uh, put, him in a, put him in a coffin. Is he? Is he gonna win back to back years? Or, I sorry, I'm sorry. Is they going to win? Through. Because now The Fiend is also. You Alexa, know, is, yeah. yeah. So they.
2: Yeah. This is. It looks like they are uh, maybe running away with it.
3: Bro. Worst worst WrestleMania match possibly ever. And then, like, the worst match in this pay per view. Like, the Fiend is just. Worst gimmick.
2: Bro. It, it, One of the worst gimmicks it, of all like, time. It, it's like we've been. You know. It's, it, or it's like somebody told y'all this. Um. <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, <laughs> another in the infinite chapters
3: of Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Is it this is it weird? Right. Is it weird that like I've seen them wrestle a lot more, or at least I feel like I've seen them wrestle a lot more than Sam or than uh, Seth and Cesaro, and like I'm find them more interesting to to watch.
2: Yes, infinitely. Um, I wish that they would make Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens do all the gimmick matches, like you know when you pull up. Uh, you know, SmackDown, uh, <laughs> hit know your role, and then you go to match types, and there's like uh, all of them in the big wheel. Like, uh, they need to do all the match types. We need to see Sammy's they, and they Kelly Owens to in a John,
3: Casket the Kelly, they need to bring out that Johnny Gargano gimmick wheel from uh, from uh, yes, <laughs> Halloween Havoc from last yeah, year. <laughs>
2: they need, we need to spin the wheel, and every week they do a new gimmick <laughs> match, Hell in a Cell, casket match, ladder
3: match. Two so, out of three falls submission match, I quit match. So everything. So word is, or at least I, I heard that something along the lines of like this was all this is on the borderline of almost being a Hell in a Cell match, um, and they decided to go. I think they decided to go with uh, Bailey and, and Bianca. So I mean, it is whatever. Eventually, they'll get. They'll, we'll get one in a couple years. Eventually, between those two. Um, really enjoyed the match um the story the story where they were telling with uh buddy thorn that the tongue and spike or whatever else uh two days before so twice and the nigerian neck. nail it's tongue and spike like whatever <laughs> same shit like nigerian <laughs> nail. sure the nigerian nail I'll, I'll be sure to remember that when next time i watch uh what's his name commander aziz, <laughs> commander aziz. yeah i've never yeah i'll, I'll be sure to remember the next time i watch him wrestle uh, so yeah, he's selling the effects of the uh, Nigerian nail. I almost call him Nigerian nightmare. That's that's, Kamaru's. <laughs> that's Kamaru's. But um, yeah. So once he hit him with, <laughs> once he hit him with the double end, he, he was selling this move. So uh, or hit him twice. So he was selling it. So like he went into a weakened state. Um, there's a part in the match. Do you, do you think he was actually hurt? He hurt his arm on that dive from Sammy catching him? Because I thought no, for a split, I, he- I thought for a split second, like oh, he got me. He actually got me.
2: Yeah, I think he's just a great seller.
3: Yeah. Like. So uh match continues. They, they start uh working on his arm. They get to a point where they start uh beating the crap out of each other with headbutts and then forearms and fists. Um and I think he ends up working over his arm at one point point. he ends up getting a free spot and his with, with his corner kick and he's ends up getting the win. And I think that was like the first time Sammy I think Sammy Zayn is like I think it's like his fourth win in like three years or some shit like that in a singles match.
2: Wow. I heard Sami Zayn hadn't won a match since, like, October or some shit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, this is also, like, his fourth singles win, like, since... In, like, three years, some shit like that. Remember, like, when he came back from the end... From, uh, 2000... Was 2018? When he came back? And he... Remember, like, he was doing all that job and then doing all the... Doing the, you know, the, the Vince McMahon... Um anger therapist stuff and then uh, anger therapist basically being his voice his sounding board for his disgust for the fans and then he you know he did that Lashley thing with John for Lashley with with Max (laughs) Caster and like he was you know they put him on tag teams and man the IC champion and then like he never beat anybody while doing that stuff though like the match he would be winning would be like multi-man matches and tag matches
2: yeah man um yeah, take it away, Charlotte versus Rhea. Oh man, um, Charlotte versus was Rhea. Was this what Triple H was talking about when 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 he had to pay off in in the back pocket? Hey, this
3: finish actually does play into that. How? How I'll explain it. If you go back and watch their match from WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania thirty six, Charlotte eventually hurts her. They they beat the shit out of each other. Charlotte hurts her leg, slaps on the uh, figure eight, and she taps out. Um, and she taps out. The finish of this match is she works her, she gets her leg at, at a certain point, um, and then gets on, slaps on the the uh, figure eight. Rhea makes the ropes and p- drags both of them out to the floor. Gets by the table and basically takes a lame dq like charlotte would take a lame dq defending her title it's not a good story didn't say it was a good story but it actually plays into furthering this feud um i thought that if this match had a finish it's been a very good match i thought this finish was super lame this is some shit that's out of uh out of like out of like a, a bad raw a bad episode of raw and it's you say the same thing for the main event finish. Or it's like, yo, these two finishes for these last two matches were awful. And these two people and these four people are working their asses off. Um and this was like this was Charlotte and Rhea just have good chemistry. They just do. Um they've always they've always had it. But like this was a match that Rhea really needed um after struggling with Oscar, um in singles form, starting out the box, and like they had a very good match in the ring and and then they said and then Vince said, undo it. Undo undo all of the good what you just did for what you'd worked for 14 minutes to do. Uh, it was awful finish. And at the end, what, what's uh, up with
2: this with this gif I'm seeing getting passed around, Charlotte kicking the air like it was a video game test or something.
3: She went to kick twice from behind. Uh, she's facing the hard cam. And I don't know if Rhea moved or whatever else, but Charlotte, like, kicks twice, and both times doesn't connect. Yeah, it looked very bad. Oh, it did.
2: Enough,
3: but It did. Like, <laughs> if you only saw um, that gif, you thought they had, like, some, some like, one-and-a-half-star match. Yeah. Um, what a terrible finish. I, yes. Uh, I don't yes. I Especially especially if you're someone like us that's like they,
2: they just they just announced the match is happening again next month on pay per view. I'm like, fuck you. Like right. I just
3: <laughs> Right. You gave us a fourteen minute title match and you fucked us. And now you say run it back out there. No. Especially the for especially for like something that's not it. super heated either. Like I don't want to say oh, they had to pull up part thing or whatever, but it's but it's like nobody nobody trying thinks to
2: heat this feud up nobody, nobody cares
3: babe. nobody thinks this is AJ Styles uh uh going for the double count out with Samoa Joe after he calls out Wendy. No, this is not the same thing. It's not that they, level of um, heated to where I need to see this again. No,
2: it, it just feels like they're on the countdown to give Charlotte the belt back because they had Rhea, from what I hear. Do the DQ thing, then do her fucking move at the end and stand tall. And it's like, oh, well, why so, didn't you beat Charlotte? So about that, oh,
3: so about that. She hit the ripcord earlier in the match, and it was so it was right next to the ropes. She and Charlotte put her uh either put her foot on the rope or her, hand, her arm or grabbed the rope. I forgot which one, but they that was like that was right before they got to the. Um, Right before they got to the 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 finish part where the figure eight happens, because Rhea blurs stack because she didn't beat her with a move, um, and then at the end after they fought after the the fuck finish, she hits her with a move. Like, yeah, not good, not good, R- really bad finish, really bad finish. But not the no. worst finish on the night, not because we're about to get to it. WWE title Hell in a Cell match. To champion Bobby Lashley versus the challenger, Drew McIntyre, this is the culmination of a six-month program that started in January of this year. Um, it did? Yeah. Uh, when did Miz cash and Money in the Bank? Elimination Chamber? Was it Elimination Chamber or was it before? Was that for a No. No. Um, it might have been fast lane. Okay, so maybe so maybe five months, five months, whatever, four months, whatever. Um, MVP and Bobby Lashley strike a deal with Miz to help Miz cash in money in the bank, so that uh, Miz will then have to face Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley becomes champion after quickly dispatching Miz because Miz was a pretty joke champion, and it's it's. You have, MV, you have Drew McIntyre chasing after his title from that point forward, from from before WrestleMania all the way to now, we're in June. And Drew lost, uh, lost his rematch, at Wrestle, or lost his match at WrestleMania for the title. He um, didn't get pinned. Braun Strowman got pinned uh, at the last pay-per-view. And then it gets to, he was number one contender, he lost to Kofi with the help of he lost the to Kofi with the help of MVP and then got it back to get his last shot with Bobby Lashley by saying and Bobby Lashley said to him, This is your last chance. Once I beat you, we're done. You're ne- you can never face me for the WWE championship again. Drew says, I'll agree if we have it in hell in a cell. And then after they beat this living shit out of each other for 25 minutes, something like that, they end it where the top baby face in the promotion. <laughs> that, 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 that's what Drew McIntyre is, correct? The top, right, the top baby face in the promotion, right?
2: I mean, I, I feel like I keep seeing more and more things about how people are tired of him and they wanted to
3: move the fuck on. And I'm just like, what did Drew McIntyre do to y'all? I quit. I've still weighed... Is there another baby face that's a bigger baby face than him in the promotion right now? Uh, I would say no. Okay. The top babyface in promotion loses in a 25-minute championship blow-off main event match on a pay-per-view by having his foot grabbed by the fucking ref. I'm sorry, by the uh, man by the op's manager, and he turns back to the op, and then the op schoolboys him for the one, two, three. That is such a lame finish for a program that you've built for months.
2: Nothing fucking matters. <laughs>
3: um, and bro, like they they did so they beat the shit out of each other. I Like I was I was, I would seriously suggest going back and watching that match. It's a four star match. I said go back watch that match. Watch the watch the dude okay so you know how they talk about like who was a baseball scout that talked about how um Bo Jackson like the, the ball the ball the time of the ball hitting his baseball bat he only heard that kind of sound come off a baseball bat two times ever uh the Negro League player Joe Gibson and Babe Ruth and and, and, ja- and then Bo and then Jackson, those are the three people you ever heard. All, that kind all of three those... brothers, right? God damn it! So anyway, the how do sa- you
2: celebrate Juneteenth?
3: Watching NBA basketball, the, uh, the, <laughs> the 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 sound of Bobby Lashley cracking the kendo stick across the the, the like the traps of of Drew McIntyre set. Sa- they sound unlike any other kendo stick shots I've ever heard. They didn't crack, they thudded. And then, I'm thinking like, these are light shots. What's going on? And then you see McIntyre's back and the like he got sliced the fuck up by Freddy Krueger. And I'm just like, yo, th- I thought he was hitting them light. No, he's hitting them harder than I've ever seen anyone get hit with these things before. And I just didn't recognize because it sounded different. Yo, I I really enjoyed the match. Those two work really well together. Another instance of Drew McIntyre just doing God's work. <laughs> Not, Everybody hates him. I, I don't get it. <laughs> he's he's been on top too long. He has no edge. WWE's bad at babyface characters. Yada yada yada. I get it. I don't care. Like the dude comes out. Every big match has a and has a and works his ass off. It has a great match. Every single Ooh, night, go. every single pay per view, cool. I don't y'all, care.
2: Cool. Y'all don't like them, let them go. Yeah, like <laughs> let them come to
3: AEW. I love to see know. him wrestle John Moxley. I love to see him wrestle <laughs> Kenny Omega. I love to see him wrestle uh Kenny or um sorry uh Phoenix Pentagon um Eddie Kingston uh Pyak. I-, I love to see him wrestle them dudes
2: though. Know, everybody's just, just so down on this guy. I I don't get it. Him
3: and so. Roman Reigns are the two MVPs of this company so far this year. So I don't I am sorry. I, I watch I watch all the big shows of y'all shit. What are y'all talking about? Like understand, you know, raw raw is raw. It's gonna be three hours, it's gonna suck. It happens. I understand that SmackDown is gonna be the same thing you see every single fucking week for two weeks, <laughs> uh for two hours every Friday. I understand that. When Roman Reigns if Drew McIntyre have big matches, them shits go off. I'm sorry. Depending on the level, do they go off on the level of some New Japan shit? No. Do they go off on the level that are, that are representative of are, are, do they do they go off to the level of main roster, main event, big match wrestling? Historically, absolutely. I'm sorry. Them two are them two. Those are the two. If you're tired of them, turn the fucking show off. Like if you if you are tired of the horsewoman and Oscar and Bianca and Rhea and um, the big dog Roman Reigns I'm sorry the tribal chief Roman Reigns and the Irish uh, whatever their, their, their name and uh Drew McIntyre I'm sorry if if those are the people that bother you on this show whatever that they give out turn off the fucking show what are you watching for because everything below them all fucking stinks to some to some degree aside from like Rey Mysterio here and there and a few little acts here and there. Everything else is way below b- below the, the bar. Sorry, I watch I, I watch this shit every single week. It's always the same names as, that are having the best matches or doing the coolest things that I see.
2: Yeah, I I just don't give a fuck about this company. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> no,
3: and, and that's I, fine. I I but it I'm it saying like the people that you, the people that say this stuff or whatever, they're tired of somebody that's you know sorry of Drew McIntyre, tired of Roman Reigns, or tired of whatever. else, like, hey, bro. Who's doing better than them? Not saying that someone couldn't, but who's doing better than them? Are they fucking up right now? Are you tired of them? Like, that's... that's Watch a different promotion.
2: They can't be bothered to do that.
3: I watch the promotions. <laughs> I don't get, I, all I do is watch the pay-per-views and the big matches that come through on uh, TV that I hear to go watch. My relationship with WWE man roster is so much better than it was three years ago. So much better. Or four years ago. So much better. Man
2: incredible um yeah so yeah i i don't know overall up and down um you know those finishes stink yeah Um, absolutely so that's gonna gonna stick stick with people you know the the last thing on the show and this wasn't just the last it was the last two things on the show
3: so and Um, i think there was an and i think there was a a, an all-time awful match and another shitty finish on that show yeah
2: so, um, Friday night uh, so at AEW Dynamite, very interesting opener. Uh, we got the MMA cage fight between Hager and Wardlow, and this thing was a blast. It was serious. It, it, they did it to where it felt like a really big match. Uh, it was fucking comedy at certain points. Oh, God. And they they took it serious too. So they played it like straight throughout, like the entrances, they showed the split screen, you know, when they first came on air, like Hager and Warlow all walking out, they had Spears as Warlow's cornerman. Jericho was uh, Hager's. Uh, they came out and kind of played it straight in the first round. Like they were, you know, throwing blows and uh, attempting submissions and takedowns and stuff. It was, it, it was worked MMA, but it was, it was fun.
3: So, by
2: me. The um yeah, so like the the second round is when it all gets like fucking crazy. Like there's a part where Warlow uh gives uh Hager the fucking Seth Rollins buckle bomb into the fucking cage. I fucking howled when that happened. Warlow then gave him a hurricanrana and then <laughs> speared him or whatever. So Warlow's like shoeless, Hager's in full fight gear or whatever, and it's it's really entertaining and really fun i love the presentation of it it was just them doing something different they had a real octagon out there Um, <laughs> uh, so it wasn't like some fake like fence or whatever so it was um, the lion's den yeah it was not the lion's den oh it wasn't um, okay okay <laughs> nah they, they had a real like you know it looked regulation you know um so uh eventually hager got the uh triangle choke applied And uh, he ended up getting the submission because obviously he can beat Wardlow because Wardlow's not a fucking MMA fighter. So um, that it all breaks down pretty much. The shit was fucking hilarious between rounds. Jericho is advising uh, Hager, and it's like, what the fuck is Chris Jericho telling you how to do? Telling you what to do in an octagon? Like I don't,
3: you know. Funny I, I'm, I'm sorry. I I, I know it's an audio medium. I, I when Rich said that, what what is Jericho gonna tell him to do? I literally raised my my, left, my right elbow and point my left like hit, yeah. him this, hit him with this juice effect. Get him Bro, the fuck out
2: that's of That's funny. <laughs> so it all breaks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it all breaks down, so like um after the submission, like uh Spears attack Hager, and then Jericho jumped into Octagon. They have a big brawl. Um, MJF runs out, and he attacked uh, Jericho's elbow. He puts him in the, in the submission <laughs> or whatever because Jericho's still wearing the fucking thing or whatever. Um, yep, Dean Malenko came out to stop the fight. MJF punched Dean Malenko or They whatever. still using Dean Malenko? Dean Malenko out here, and then Sammy McIvera's music played, and he ran out. He hopped over to Octagon, and then they announced Sammy Guevara and MJF for next week.
3: Hmm. So so why hasn't now that this is the second time they have used um Dean Malenko as a you know a bit of a hostage or collateral damage, right? Uh when is Inner Circle or Tony Khan going to uh, pay for that man's like security or protection? Okay. Cuz you can't be so, you can't be letting that dude like you, use you as like emotional ransom all the time like this.
2: So Malenko ran out with others to break it up. Or whatever, and he just happened to get caught by MJF. So what I'm saying, is Tony
3: Khan need to pay, or in the circle need to pay for his security, so that like this no longer keeps happening to where the Bayface get their asses whooped. I'm tired. Tar- look, I'm tired after watching WWE. I'm tired of hearing about Bayface getting their ass whooped. I, I, I watch that once a month. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time they. This a the second time they've used this man.
2: Well, I got some more news for you. So there was a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky they fought Darby Allen, and um, <laughs> oh, Darby God. Allen.
3: Yeah, this went told like, him not to, he told Sting not to show up, right?
2: Yes. Uh, so basically, Darby fought these niggas like, and you almost thought he was gonna win, but at the end, like, you know, it, it was too much. Like, um, they they fought them up. They they put him in the, in the um. <laughs> You know, the the razor's edge move that Ethan Page uses. Uh, that shit looked disgusting because it was like he threw that man a million feet in the air and just like fucked him up. Uh I think men of the year are clicking because they actually have a name now. It kinda you know, there has I think they have like a little aesthetic, like they're they're shit eating bad guys. Um yeah. and yeah, so uh after that Combined
3: um, weight. How much was their combined weight? Do you remember? I don't remember.
2: I would imagine would it it's be, like
3: would it would it be would it be four or five times more than Darby? Oh my God! <laughs> uh,
2: it will be three and a half times more than Darby.
3: I would fair enough. Fair enough.
2: So uh, Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, got a win over Benoni, the wingmen. So the wingmen were out there. Um, I always liked the wingmen. So. Um, they did a Jungle Boy and Kenny segment. So oh, <laughs> it was what fucking was hilarious. This? So um uh, Jungle Boy was backstage. Uh he was getting interviewed by Alice Marvis, but uh Kenny Omega walked up, Don Callis and Knock they, they pulled up in a golf cart, and Kenny came, you know, kind of dressed normal. So he he wasn't wearing like his expensive clothes. He just kind of had like a uh he had some shorts on or whatever. And um he basically he said jungle boy what's up you know why, why don't we just you know go ahead and run it right now and backstage and then jungle boy was like you know i prefer to you know fight for next week or whatever and then kenny said a hey, free punch you know gave him the setup or whatever and but michael nakazawa then attacked him with the laptop and kenny beat his ass and omega and callus escaped on the golf cart and the funny shit was michael nakazawa tried to get in the golf cart with him and kenny like used his foot and kicked nakazawa out of the golf cart <laughs> and drove off so they
3: so they still got nakazawa out here dressing like an it guy
2: yes all right and that man's an assistant i need to know? see the
3: i need to see the video of this man kicking him off so they can get away faster that's hilarious yeah you're gonna, yeah. you gonna weigh us down baby like nah stay in this ocean yeah. <laughs> we gotta get the fuck out of yeah. here
2: yeah, so um, I, I then nodded off slightly. So uh, you know these these ten o'clock uh, dynamites, and this was after I I got the, I got my jab on Friday or whatever. So I was like, mm, you know, I'm a little sleepy. So um, I wake up at the very end of the Cody and Brock Anderson against the Factory match. I didn't really see much of Brock Anderson, but um, he ended up getting a win over. Um, uh, uh aaron solo so up next andrade El Idolo had a sit down in an interview with jim ross he said he shows aw because there are many stars but he's a superstar uh he talked about he you know the championships aw talked about the tnc title world title said he's working with vick guerrero because uh she's experienced and she's a guerrero so they have a great connection uh, but we have to wait because they have a surprise
3: or whatever hmm. Was I a, was a surprise that Charlotte was going to do uh, the double moonsault and then the the kick spin back elbow.
2: I hope not because she does it a lot worse.
3: Um. <laughs> that double spin, yeah, it was not smooth. That double moonsault but the the spin back elbow was actually there though.
2: Um,
3: I wanted to hey, start doing hammerlock like DDTs. Damn! Look, would, uh, I'd rather could, see her do that than that um, that move. that bro that that uh what's it called? What's her flip spin move? Cutter, uh,
2: natural which, selection.
3: Which one, Hamilton DDT or natural selection? Come on now.
2: Well, you know, the DDT might be like taken in, in the women's division, you never know. So, uh, um, oh,
3: by Alexa Bliss, yeah, <laughs> you know.
2: So, uh, um, sorry, The Fiend. So, Hangman accepted uh, Hobbs' challenge for Saturday. So, that Saturday is Omega and Jungle Boy, Hobbs, and Hangman. Are uh, the two big matches? Is it uh, me, or does it Saturday. seem
3: like this coming Saturday show is more loaded than uh, the uh, the previous shows? Yes. Okay.
2: Saturday has an eight o'clock time slot, so oh. like, it, so yeah, so it, it's almost like a regular we week, trying. but not. We are here yeah, trying. but not,
3: hey, but not, hey,
2: but not all the way. So <laughs> uh, these last four weeks, like I think they were solid, but they weren't mm-hmm. like. Like they were experimenting, they were putting new people in spots to try shit. Like the next match, we got Penelope Ford versus Julia Hart. So Julia Hart's been from AW Dark; she's with the Varsity Blondes.
3: Oh, the so, cheerleader uh, woman. Okay. Yes. Okay. um
2: Penelope Ford ended up getting the win. Uh, wasn't anything too bad. It was all right. How is Julia um, Hart
3: at, at, from what you've seen of her so far? She's
2: fine. She's like nineteen. So I. Oh shit. Was, yeah. So okay. and she may not have that much experience either. So, well, um, nineteen. Like if she was in yeah. Japan,
3: if she would have to that's, why, that's
2: what that's what that's what I mean. It's like she, I don't think she's been at it for that long. So, yeah. um, so this part pissed me the fuck off. So Brit, I think her. I don't know what the fuck they're starting her title reign off with, but um, Brit and Rebel were doing an interview, but Vicky interrupts them. She's not happy because she wants the title around Nala Rose's waist. Um, Baker and Rebel pretty much just laughed Vicky off, and then um, Vicky was like, What you laughing at? Like, I you know, I brought Andrade to this company, and Tony Khan told me like he owed me a favor, so I was able to book myself a match. So it's going to be Brit and Rebel versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero for next week. I don't know if this is a swerve, but I don't even care. Why are you advertising Vicky Guerrero to wrestle?
3: Okay, so currently, if I'm wrong. The last time that Britt and Nala Russell was the eliminated, right? Yes. And Nyla won, right? Yes. I don't know. I don't know, man. Are, you think they're actually going to build? To are they actually building that, or is and this is the way they're doing it to, to build time? Or what do you think?
2: I think eventually we're doing a singles match where she gets that win back.
3: Right, that's but my, I yeah, don't know okay. what... But
2: I don't know what the fuck this is, though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Something, to, a um, way to get to it without beating either one of them?
2: Yeah. Um,
3: but they'll be Rebel on a heartbeat. They don't care.
2: They, um... At least I think they don't. I, I forgot to mention, at the end of the Penelope before and Julia Hart thing, um, Miro came out, and he asked... Uh, Penelope 4, where Kip Sabian is, and he, he mocked um, uh, Penelope saying, you know, he told the Blondes to leave before he attacked them. And then Miro and Pillman got into it, and they booked Miro and Pillman for the TNT title s- Saturday as well. Okay. So um, at the end, it was uh, Matt Jackson and the Good Brothers uh, against Eddie Kingston, Penta, and Frankie Kazarian. Um uh, Nick Jackson was not at ringside to begin the match. He came in at the very end. Um uh, Callus was on commentary. Did this he still have okay. that hair and beard? Um I couldn't tell. He had a hat on. Okay. So uh, I'm pretty sure he does. So <laughs> um so this this was cool. Um so like they I like the team of of Kingston, Penta and Frankie because they're all Kind of badasses from all different worlds. Kind of, um, Frankie is like got new gear. He has, he's wearing pants now. Um, it's funny because people have been calling him like since Moxley's not around right now. He's essentially just playing Moxley now, which is fucking <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <funny. laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So you know, this is this is all right. It, it, this was, it, was didn't like you a, call himself a, what
3: the elite killer.
2: He's the elite hunter.
3: The elite hunter. Okay. Okay, the yeah.
2: Okay, uh, so he, there was a couple good hot tags. Frankie did did a good hot tag here. Um, Matt Jackson was was carrying his side. Carl Anderson was pretty good too. Nothing really about about gallows uh, too much <laughs> in this match. What a shock! Um, but they ended up. Uh, Nick Jackson ran out. He um, caught Pentagon with, with the aerosol can, sprayed him, and then Anderson hit the uh, the top rope stun gun for the win. So Carl Anderson would with the, with the win, and then we go off the air with uh, pin. Nick Pin Pentagon. So we go off the air with uh, you know everybody standing tall at the top, the Bucks and Good Brothers and Callus. I was like, huh, okay, all right,
3: um, <clears> out. <throat> I- <laughs>
2: <laughs> so MJ Griffin and Sammy Guevara's Wednesday the first Wednesday show back
3: okay okay so that's okay alright um <laughs> they'll put they'll put Pentagon and Phoenix in the main event but they damn sure gonna beat them It's <laughs> <laughs> wild I, oh that's always gonna irritate me Oh, it's always gonna irritate me. Like, can they at least win one something that even resembles a big match? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, is that the end the show? I I think it is.
2: All right. Um, unless there's like, you know, you know, Big Dave gave up Tommy and Shuri you know, five and a half. Oh you
3: know. shit! That yeah. Um, yeah, five and a half stars. Uh, I. Th- uh the word is this is the first time Melzer's given a woman's match five stars or better since 1995 which is just like okay <laughs> like i like i'm not exactly like the greatest Joshi historian in the world but like <laughs> there have been <laughs> there have been some great fucking matches uh namely from Mako Satomura over the last in uh over the last uh 25 years just, just might want to you know might have wanted to have watched those maybe just maybe uh um yes, yeah, really strange. Um I don't know, man, like obviously it, it, this is gonna uh get a lot of um eyes for, for stardom uh from western fans. Um it definitely came in, in time with them having the English feed.
2: My only regret is that B previously wasn't in the match <sighs> at this point. Now I need to full <laughs> she push like- your synergy from, you know, where there's a white person involved, so, like, the Jochi gatekeepers could be furious about oh, it, and uh,
3: we need that dynamic in this. Uh, I'm trying to think, who would, I'm trying to think, like, who would have to be in the match for, uh, for B Priest to have a five-star match with someone? I'm trying to think of how, what level of wrestler this this person would have to be. Um, because she had a four-star match with, with, with Will Ospreay, so, um, I don't know. It might only be it might only be Kenny and Shingo at this point. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah. Um, it's really it, it's cool. I don't think it's a five. I I didn't write it down as a five star match. I think if it had a finish, I might have gone. I may have gone five stars with it. But um, that. But you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird. Like I don't think it's the greatest starter match ever, but whatever. Like, and the, the funny thing is, like the match that he that, he, that I think are he's g- he's only g- like, it four and a half to. <laughs> Just like what? Uh, like he gave uh one of those Mayu and um EO matches from 2016, 17, uh, four and a half. And I'm, I'm watched that match. I'm like, nah, bro, that, that ain't no four and a half and match. <laughs> uh, that's like that's at least four and three quarters, but um. Yeah, man, I, it's cool with the promotion, but I hope get more eyes to you know hardcore fans. Like, cause he like, it's not even just a five and a half that he gave the match. It's like the rest of that card. He have a lot of like I think he gave like every match like three or three. He gave like every match like three and a half or something like that.
2: Yeah, he gave a couple fours too. I think.
3: Yeah, uh, he gave uh...
2: the Cinderella I think he final. Gave... He gave four.
3: I gave that four flat as well. I think he gave, like, uh, there's something else he gave, something way higher than I gave. I think he gave, like, the first, uh, the semifinal match between Himeka and um, Kamatani, like, three and three quarters, and I was like, nah, that's not that bad. That wasn't that good. Uh, But, yeah, he really liked that pay-per-view. I'm sure. (laughs) So, um, we'll see how that goes in the future, or whatever else. Um, Starnum actually uh, retweeted uh, one-inch or not one or it was suplex um uh tweet for our podcast last week talking about the pay-per-view in um in that match so i, I that was kind of cool like Jeremy was telling us that like his, he's wondering why like the account blew up as far as uh likes and retweets but yeah, yeah. Man, so. um Y'all that
2: are back this week. Nah, we ain't talking about no.
3: We's <laughs> <laughs> talking about some bullshit. Well, I mean, there's nothing to talk about right now. Like, the, look, we do this show on Sundays and Mondays. The shows on tape delayed. There was the, these Road two shows. Like the shows got out today. Like I wasn't able to watch. You know, watch them. Like we'll re- we'll, re- we'll recap them to next week, next show.
2: So y'all can get to know James before he's doing English commentary oh, for uh, Stardom World. Yeah. So.
3: Can you imagine how bad I'd be doing live commentary for wrestling? Oh my god, that'd be awful. <laughs> i would be awful.
2: Oh man, you, you you can do it. Can't be that hard. Don't. Yeah, I, I, just, I think yeah, I think yeah, it's a lot harder than people give it credit for being. Yeah, I, I just need to give you some fire pro matches, and, and <laughs> you go ahead and, and practice on those. You know,
3: practice on on on. Like I'm trying to think of like. What I don't even know what I would watch to practice that kind of stuff, but whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's not happening. Well, I'm going out as hypothetical with you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's get out of here, man. Let's end the show. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to rate it to whatever app you're using uh, to listen to this podcast with. Uh, five stars. Um, go to Pro Wrestling. Y'all, y'all
2: didn't let us win. Like I, I I'm kind of disappointed in the Nation Knights. Uh, <laughs> he's
3: still listening. Uh, That's the know, reason why you call those nation. You call them Nation Knights. What is that?
2: You know. You know, I, what should I call them? Nationals? You know? <laughs> Nationalists? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Can't believe y'all let us down. What was it? What,
3: what y'all ain't like? I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. We might have, we, we, we may have, you know, gone too far away from the main roster. I don't know too many good matches you know maybe is that it yeah I in mind like some of the people like What's we on? just picked it based off just the super talented and like you know talent and also relative push to the company the companies they're in like yeah we all we understand that Rick one of the top 25 30 best talents in the world when it comes to pro wrestling but like buddy on main event that you know what I'm saying like yep like you it's easy to forget how good a lot of people are so, um, I think we should take that. I think I'll try to remember that when we go into next year and we do the draft, Is like, got to kind of remember like this person ain't really getting pushed or done anything all that compelling in a while or whatever else. Um, I think, I think next year we might have to rethink what we do with, um, drafting so many Joshi, um, so I'm just saying that like, we can just let it be, be okay with the draft and getting away with like a rear Ripley and the Thunder Rose and it'll be okay. Like we might just need a flat out uh, woman star um, or a top woman star on the state side. And then, you know, worry about like the Joshi thing for the second match on the card or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like anyway, it's crazy. It's roll, crazy. Man. It's crazy. We drafted Shuri and she like has a match that has four, four, five and a half stars. And it's like, uh, we're like finished third in the fucking thing. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, we know what we were doing. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, hit up the Red Circle. Um, drop us off with a donation. Um, also, be sure to go to slash social suplex and pick up some official social suplex network merchandise. Um, also, listen to the other shows on the network. Uh, like this show, One Nation Radio, uh, you have Keep It a Strong Style. You have Grumman Wash's shit, Ricky and Clyde's wrestling podcast actually on hiatus for now, but when it comes back, we'll be sure to um, plug it. Uh, Well, we just kind of already did, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) The Grave Conseclusive Podcast, bit Suplex, all things elite, and great matchup. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later.
2: One more thing. One more thing. If y'all ever feel like Ben Simmons, don't.